this, uh, this season that we're in now, a lot of preparation, isn't there? Dates, meals, wrapping paper, tinsel, trees, stuff, uh, deadlines, uh, gifts, people. What do they want for Christmas? What do I want? And what am I going to get for Christmas, right? A lot of preparation. A lot of preparation in, uh, in, in what we do. And sometimes that preparation in, um, for Christmas kind of takes away from what we really want to concentrate on. And that, and that is the wonderful miracle of God becoming man. The incarnation where God became man, became flesh, died for us. Uh, he lived for us, lived a sin, sinless life, did miracles, loved on people, and bore our sin and bore our shame. And the thing is, he was prepared to do that, wasn't he? We see all through Scripture where God um, has planned our salvation. In every book, in every story, it whispers the name of Jesus. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. Amen? Every story in the Old Testament leads to the cross of Christ, our salvation. But we can't make it on our own following the law. We can't make it on our own following regulations and stipulations and speculations and things that pertain to our activity to win our salvation. See, the law, the Bible says, is a tutor that brings us to Christ. The law is there to tell us that, hey, guess what? Ha ha, you could never follow it. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay? And then it leads us to Christ, who fulfilled the law when he died on the cross, and his blood shed abroad in our hearts forgives us of our sins, pardons us, and now we have true life in Christ and resurrection power and a life worth living. We're going to look at um, the story of Zechariah. How many know Zechariah and Elizabeth in the Bible? Luke chapter 1. If you want to turn over there, that would be great. In your Bibles, on your iPads, on your phones. Luke chapter 1. And we'll read from the fifth verse. And I have the NLT version this morning. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah and his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. How many would understand that completely? But the angel said, don't be afraid. Zechariah, God has heard your prayers. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. 
for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the faith fathers to their children, and he would cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure, angel, this will happen? I'm an old man, and my wife is also well along in years. Isn't it something when God speaks to us, or maybe an angel shows up in your bedroom, and uh, you want a written bullet point of what God is going to do, right? You know? Now, God, can you, you told me this, but maybe you can put that down on paper for me, you know, so I can check it out and analyze it and study it and uh, look at it. I think that's where Zechariah was. He understood about Abraham and Sarah. He knew about the miracles of God. But yet, uh, when God speaks to us, sometimes we doubt him, don't we? And when it comes to impossibilities, we really, really doubt him, don't we? How many know that God is uh, the God of the impossibility? Nothing is impossible with God. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. In other words, dude, listen, man, listen to me, okay? It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why was he taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. This is a beautiful story of God providing for us and Zechariah and Elizabeth a miracle. Amen? You know, we live in this, in this world of uh, its own senses and perceptions and perspectives, don't we? We hear every day the speculation and the arguments of man, the arguments of institutions, the arguments of academia, the arguments of organizations, and we lose sight of the angel coming to speak to us, the Word of God. We lose sight of what the, what the Word of God uh, says concerning his miraculous desire to work in our lives for his glory and for his honor. We lose sight of that. We're bound by our senses, isn't it true? Um, coming in and worshiping God is a thing that rouses our emotions. But you know what? Serving God and believing in God is not just our emotions, isn't it true? I can get emotional over an artist singing a love song. Amen? Barry White, that deep, wonderful voice, singing love songs, and all of a sudden your heart is stirred. You're like, baby, oh, I love you. Love you. Love you. We bring in Metallica up in here. 
And we get that rock music going with the heavy bass line. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah! And we get on the stage. Oh! Right? (sighs) There's things out there that stir our emotions. And our emotions are like flies to the fly sticky stuff. We just go. God is telling us this morning, guys, refocus your emotions on God and the things of God. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself to receive of the, of the awesomeness of God, the greatness of God, what he, what he has for you. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for works that he prepared for you before time began. Isn't that awesome? So every day, you have a portfolio to live adventurously with reckless abandonment to the will and the way of God, living out his life to a lost and dying world so that you can give him all the glory. That's why we were created. We were created to pour out our love to God and then our love for each other. That is the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. We were created to pour out. But you see, sin shuts us up, doesn't it? The things of our carnal nature shuts us up to the desire and the purposes of God of pouring our lives out, preparing ourselves to be used by God for the miraculous. There's a lot of people that don't believe in miracles anymore. They don't believe in the power of God. They don't don't believe in the transformational uh, power of the Holy Spirit. As one believes in faith by grace in the precious blood of Jesus, appropriate that upon your life. Your sins are forgiven and you are born from above. You are born into the kingdom of God and you are his child. Amen. He's given you that right as you believe in him and as you trust him today. As you yield your life to him. As you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him. It's all because of his grace. Isn't it true? You can't attain anything. You can't be approved by anything that you do. And the fact is, is that he loves you just the same. doesn't matter if you're a nimrod or a jerk, right? He loves you. Isn't that nice to know? When you're acting jerky and stupid, like I do a few occasions during the week, I know he still loves me. Zechariah, his life was filled with the mundane of the religious. See, the Bible from Malachi to Matthew was 400 years. No no recorded prophetic utterance. No recorded angelic visitation. It was called the silent years for 400 years. When Jesus came on the scene, that's why the whole religious thing was was turned upside down. Pharisees were more concerned about traditions of men than the commandments of God. But the Bible says here that Zechariah was faithful. He was a godly man. He lived in the mundane. How many of you go to work and you, you, you do stuff that you could do in your sleep, okay? Like a robotic activity. Like when I did FedEx, and Daryl knows this too, we can just deliver a package in, in our sleep, man. 49 Reed Avenue, 49 Reed Avenue. And you just do this. You go back to the truck. You grab another box. You scan it. 
you take off, you drive. In every, in every field, there's things that we do at work that are so mundane, so uninteresting, so lacking enthusiasm. Isn't it true? You just kick it out. But see, God can really come down into your life in the mundane. For the believer this morning, as we go to work and as we do our jobs, there has to be this integrity, right? We don't work and do things because of eye service. We don't want work harder or better because our manager is, is in the room. We work hard and we do good because we know that our manager and our Savior is looking down from heaven. And when we go to work, we work for God. We don't work for man. God has provided you with a job. But your job is not your provider. Amen. Jehovah Jireh is your provider. Many times you know that when you face financial difficulty, you're looking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to turn? And God all of a sudden supplies your need. Lots of times with, with us, he waits till the last thread of just hanging on. Lord, help me. Ah, thank you. You know, check comes in the mail. Something, something happens. A believer or the body of Christ comes, steps up, and ministers to your heart and your life. Jehovah Jireh is your provider. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And he's got a lot of riches today. Amen? Do you believe God? For him to provide financially for you. But the mundane, right? Okay, come on. We do things that are mundane, don't we? We do things at work that we don't want to do. Maybe it's you don't even want to go to work, okay? It gets that bad. There's, there's laughter. <laughs> Doug, I know Doug. I know his job. Doug jumps under uh, garbage trucks, okay? And he fixes garbage trucks. Have you ever, when you went out to get your trash can and smelled a line of fluid that's left... Okay? He has to get down in there. Okay? So pray for him as he goes to work this week. Prayers for you, brother. God will stop your nostrils from smelling. God will just do whatever he's got to do to work that. Man, that's a job. That's mundane. That's mundane. Psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than be away from his presence, basically. Amen? See, when we serve and when we give in the mundane, nobody's looking. Nobody knows what we're doing. Jesus does. And Jesus said, you do things to the least of these, my brethren, not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You do it unto me. Amen? Your reward is between you and Jesus, his presence, his love, his grace. If you do a religious act of duty, uh, maybe a ministry, and you're telling every Tom, Dick, and Harry, yeah, man, I was over there. I cooked 15 turkeys for Box of Hope. Hey, did you know I did this over here, and I went over here, and I did this? What, what do you get? Hey, good job, buddy. The Bible says that's your reward. Isn't that something? Don't ever come up to me and pat me on the back, okay? Please. When you do things for the Lord, when you live out your life in the mundane, God can bless you with his presence. 
Zechariah was going through the motions of the, te- of the temple. See, one thing about Zechariah and Elizabeth, they did not have the opportunity to have kids because Elizabeth was barren. In that culture at that time, that was a no-no. Religious leaders looked down on people like that, like, why is the disfavor of God upon that person? Why did that person sin so that these individuals do not have children? We cast judgment on people, don't we, a lot? But here's the thing, in the wonderful grace of God, God knew exactly the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. What he does is he takes the weak things of this world to confound the strong. He takes the foolish things of this world to bring to naught the wisdom of this world. Amen? And in this case, he moved upon Zechariah and Elizabeth with this awesome, awesome privilege of allowing them to bring in this prophet in the likes of Elijah that would prepare the way of the Lord and make the crooked path straight so that people would come to know Christ through repentance and faith. What a great story. So when you're doing something that you don't want to do, you're not interested, but you have to do it, you lack no enthusiasm whatsoever. Think about the love and the joy of Christ, how he gave everything for you, and he served served you, and he loved on you. Amen? The mundane. The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In every circumstance give thanks. The Bible says in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, I believe, don't get weary in well-doing, for in due time you will reap a reward. Amen? You will reap a reward. The Bible says that God is not unjust so as to forget about our great works, but he remembers and he sees and he loves on you and he gives you his, his presence and he gives you his love. So Zechariah. Zechariah's name means the Lord remembers. Isn't that something? My little son is called Zechariah. We did that because we understood that we were having problems with having, having children. And when, we, uh, when we had Amaris, whose name means God has promised, Zechariah means the Lord has remembered. The Lord has remembered. And he sees you and he knows you and he remembers He understands where you are. He understands your situation today. He sees you. He knows your name. He knows every hair hair on your head. And every hair that you've lost. Amen. Zachariah's name means the Lord has promised. Interestingly enough, Elizabeth's name means the oath of God. Interestingly enough, their son, John, means Jehovah is gracious, or the grace of God. Revealing to the people of God at this time that the Lord remembers his oath of God to you, that he will give you the grace of God. Wonderful, wonderful picture of the grace of God given to those that would seem unworthy or that were viewed as disfavored among God. God likes to Raise up the broken. Raise up the weak so that he can bless you and strengthen you. See, we are vessels of, of, of clay, aren't we? You look at this body. This body has changed over the years, people. Wrinkles and things. 
We're decomposing as, even as we speak. But guess what? On the inside, we are being transformed and renewed by the glory of God day by day. Amen? Renewed in the spirit of God. We cry, Abba, Abba, Father. And we understand that one day we will see Jesus face to face. And oh, what a glorious day. Amen? What a glorious day. Zechariah had to live his whole life in the misery of life. There's the mundane, but then there's the misery of life, isn't there? You don't have to live too long to understand that there's going to be sorrow. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt in this world. We can't get over it. As a dad, I like to protect my children, but they're going to suffer pain. They're, 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 they're going to suffer sorrow. They're going to suffer heartbreak. But God came down into the misery of this world and became misery so that we might have the wonderful grace and the wonderful relationship in, in Christ Jesus. He comes to us in the misery of our lives and the sorrow of our life. How many know as a believer in Christ today that you can be in deep, deep sorrow, but yet deep down in your heart you have this joy of the Lord that is your strength. Amen? In your chaos and in your confusion, God gives you this wonderful peace that mounts guard over your heart and mind. You don't understand it. It passes all understanding. You have this confusion. You have this, 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 this uh, chaos in your life. But all of a sudden, when you're in the presence of God, you understand my life and times are in his hands and I have the peace of God. Amen? Peace of God mounts guard over your heart and mind and keeps you in Christ Jesus. What a God we serve. David said, I would have despaired had I not remembered and have not meditated on this fact that I will ever, forever see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? The enemy wants you to fall to sorrow, fall to heartache, fall to the whims and the depressions and the anxieties of this world. But through it all and in it all, because of it all, we can have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says that he gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of, he spirit of heaviness, that we might be trees of righteousness planted for the glory of the Lord. Aren't, aren't you glad for that? When your friends see you in your misery, but yet you're, you're giving praise and adoration to God, they wonder, what is wrong with this dude, man? When they see you kicking out the mundane with enthusiasm and passion, yeah, I'm going to change this gear shaft while this smelly garbage stuff is on my head. Hey, yes, praise God for the glory of God, amen? Doug's, Doug's friends will be looking at him like, this guy's nuts. Paul said it. I'm a fool for Christ. The gospel to those that are being saved is life and light, but to those that are perishing is foolishness. Amen? The way we live our lives in the mundane and in the misery of life is a sweet-smelling savor to God, just like Zechariah burned the incense in the, in, in the, in the tabernacle. It's a picture of the people's prayer and praise to God, always lifting up. That incense burned 24-7, never, ever, ever went out. It's a picture of us today, this morning, 
How in the, in the New Testament, Paul encourages us to pray without ceasing. Right? It's an attitude of prayer. It's an attitude of staying, staying in, yielding to God and having his, his life and his love always available to hear the voice of God. Even in the chaos, the misery, the mundaneness of life. And then Zechariah had to live with doubting God's promise. He was speechless. He was mute until John came into being and was born. It's a constant was a constant reminder to him that, wow, I need to trust him. See, we think our failures and our weaknesses are things that disqualify us from the grace of God. But it's only a lens that is to show us the wonder of his grace. Amen? Your weakness and your, your failures point to the cross and say, Lord, I know I've failed. I know I'm weak. But because of what you've done, I stand strong. And I am rich. And I am blessed. And I am highly favored because of what you've done. Don't let your failures or your weaknesses make you run from God. Those things were, were geared according to Christ's love and his grace so you can come running to him. Amen? Isn't it true, though? When you do something uh, that you find is what uh, God disapproves, you want to go and hide. Isn't it true? Because you don't think God loves you. He still loves you. He still loves you, and he wants your, your life to be filled with the love of God. Then we see... Uh, Zechariah had to live in the mess of our lives. By a show of hands this morning, how many have made decisions that you regret? We got some honest people in this joint. Amen? Oh, I could write a book on the decisions that I regret. The great thing this morning, guys, God uses everything. What the devil would use for harm. What you've gotten yourself into in your carnal and sinful nature that you think God doesn't want to have anything to do with you. God takes that and he uses it for your glory and for, for, for his honor. And he uses everything so that you can live out this wonderful preparedness to receive of the glory and the wonder of, of God. Prepare yourself to receive of the miraculous today. When you're doing mundane things, give the glory to God. Praise Him. Whisper these words as you're, as you're working on the assembly line or you're, you're, you're driving into the, into the country delivering things. Just utter words of praise, utter words of thanks. Tell God what He already knows. That's what praise is. Amen? Lift up your praise to God and exalt Him presence of the Lord will come down and create something in that mundaneness that will bring glory and honor to God and you'll be transformed. The misery of your life, give it to God. Give it to God this morning. Give him your sorrow and give him your pain. He'll trade your sorrow with his joy, your confusion with his peace. All my confusion, he understood. Aren't you glad for that? 
When you lay your head down on the pillow, you understand that there's nobody in this world that understands me fully, except Christ and Christ alone. Sends his Holy Spirit coming down to minister the work and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ into our spirit. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God communes with your spirit, and the Spirit of God tells you that you are his child. Amen? So if you've messed up your life, it's okay. Jesus came down into the mess to bring you back to God and allow you to live your life for the glory of God. What I love about Zechariah and Elizabeth is they didn't live in the uh, elite condos that were up on the hill in Jerusalem. They lived outside of the city of Jerusalem on the hillside. They were lowly people. Zechariah blessed the Lord. Elizabeth blessed the Lord for what he has done. My question to you today, in the mundaneness of your life, in the misery of your life, in the mess of your life this morning, what does God want to birth in you that you'll live out on a daily basis for the glory of God? Amen? What does he want to birth in you? Spirit of the Lord came upon Mary. So the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you shall give birth. Something will be birthed in you. Same thing has happened with us with the Holy Spirit. Come down in our hearts and lives. Something's been birthed in us. It's the life of God that we live out on a daily basis. Listen, God wants to birth something new in your heart and in your life. God wants to birth something new in your family, but you got to prepare yourself for it. Amen? Prepare yourself in these three things. You will face the mundane. Zechariah fulfilled his religious duty by going through the motions. How many wake up on a Sunday morning and say, Wow, I don't want to go to church today. (laughs) Come on, lift your hands up. Hey, right, everybody. You know what's bad is when the pastor feels that way, right? And he's doing shaving and he's like, Wow, I don't really feel like going to church today. The Lord knows your feelings. You can't hide from him. Amen. Get into the motion of being prepared for God. Make your way to the house of the Lord. Even when you don't feel like it. Some of the greatest times in the presence of God and through the word of God has been the time when I did not want to be here. When I was going through my own emotions and struggles. And God ministered to me. Whenever we step out in faith, he always takes up, takes us up into greater, greater glory and greater, greater things that God has for us. Isn't that wonderful? So I will see all of you next Sunday at 10 a.m. Amen? <laughs> or I'll realize that you just didn't feel like coming to church. If you don't see me, it's because I didn't feel like coming to church. Bible says, listen, guys, as you see the day approaching, let's not forget and let's not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because we overcome 
the enemy of our soul by speaking about the precious blood of Jesus Christ that saved us and rescued us. We gather people around and we share our great stories. Amen? The greatness of God and the wonder of God, that God drew his love upon me like a steamroller just rolled over me with my hands lifted in defiance against God. He, he steamrolled me with his love and he crushed me and he broke me and he loves me. Realize today that something needs to be birthed in us. Something new and something fresh. Prepare yourself for the miraculous. Now, what are, you, what are you thinking of? What do you need from the Lord? What kind of miracle do you need today? What kind of miracle do you need today? One thing we know about Jesus is that when he walked this earth, he, he was miraculous. Amen? Demons trembled. They were like, no, Lord, why would you do this? We're not ready. We're not ready. Come out in Jesus' name. Woman at the well, bound in shame, guilt, condemnation. Nobody, nobody fellowshiped with her. She went to the well at 12 noon. The ladies, all of the ladies of the town went in the morning. She had to go because at 12 because she didn't want to get abused and misused. But you know what? Jesus said, hey, I got to go through Samaria, fellas. Why do you have to go through Samaria? We don't go through Samaria because they're half-breeds. They're dogs. I have to go through Samaria because there's going to be a woman at the well that I'm going to transform by my grace, and she's going to bring her whole city to know Christ. Isn't that awesome? So this morning, Jesus must needs come to your heart. Amen? Because he wants to do a transformation, and he wants to take you back to the city so that the whole city understands the miracle of the saving grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are, you, what are you thinking about today, right? Let's be living our lives in the miraculous, in the mundane, in the misery of life, and in the mess of your life. God wants to do something miraculous today. He did it for Zechariah. He did it for Elizabeth. Zechariah's name is the Lord remembers. Elizabeth's name is the oath of God. John's name is the grace of God. The Lord remembers you. He has an oath that he's made that he will shed his grace upon you. Come hell or high water today, he's after you. He's the hound of heaven and he's going to get you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Word of prayer. Lord, we love you today. Thank you that you saved us. Thank you that you rescued us, Lord. Thank you that in all our shame and in all of our guilt, you didn't look down on us. You came down to us. We thank you for it. Thank you for your marvelous grace. Lord, help us in the mundane things of life. Enthusiastically live for your presence and live to praise you. Just like Zechariah lifting the incense to God, the prayers and praise of the people, in the things that are mundane in our workplace, in our religious effort where nobody sees us, 
Nobody's going to give us credit. We give you all the praise and all the glory. The transaction of grace is between me and you. Is between you and us. Lord, thank you in the misery of our life. We count it all joy for this fact. That you work all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to your purpose. We proclaim today your goodness, O God. We proclaim your glory. We proclaim your greatness. We proclaim your great love for us today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that we've created messes in our lives that you've cleaned up. We will create messes in our lives that you will clean up. Because if we sin, we confess our sin before you. You are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today we stand clean and pure and righteous in the sight of God. We are forgiven. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your love. And now, Lord, as we celebrate your body and your, and your, your blood that was shed, we examine ourselves. We evaluate ourselves today if we are in the faith. We celebrate your great work. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.